Listen for free on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher. And now, here's the host of the Twist My Arm podcast. Hello, yes, it's me, the host. My name is Josh. Welcome to the Twist My Arm podcast. Today I'm joined by my good friend and fellow sometimes co-host, Nate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hi, hi, hi. Sorry, that's that's me, right. Yeah. Yes, how are you today? Uh, a great day. It's actually like... It is gorgeous out there. If you're listening to this right now, it's not now, it's then, but then is now to you. So go look outside and maybe it's like it is now. But would you not agree that right now, at least, it's insane how beautiful it is outside? Yes. Yes. But can we fast forward to then? Yes. When will then be now? Soon. Yeah. Soon. Anyways, it's great to be here. Awesome. It's great to have you back. Um, you were on our last episode, Twist My Immigration, which was a which was a fun episode for sure. Um we skipped a week because just, you know, a lot of shit's been going on, so skipped a week, got caught up on some things. I saw Avengers for the third time, and I also saw Solo, Saul, Saul, Solo, A Star Wars Story, which is what we're going to be reviewing later on in this show. But first, I just wanted to let everybody know that we have a voicemail that you can leave us voicemails letting us know what you think about the show. Or what you would like to have us talk about on the show, or any of that stuff, uh, you can call us at 508-93-TWIST and leave us a voicemail. That's 508-93-TWIST. We've had a couple so far. One was a drunken voicemail that I couldn't play <laughs> over the airwaves. I, I can't tell you how tempted I am now to call <laughs> and leave a voicemail for the show. <laughs> well, we also had our good friend Luke call in and leave us a, a nice little voicemail about some pops. Uh, you, you can hear that couple episodes ago something like that excellent but yeah it is a very beautiful wednesday afternoon this is a it's gonna be a quick turnaround episode because we're recording today and i'm uploading right after we're done um so yeah that being said tomorrow thursday may 31st is an open mic night at broadway bar and bites i'm inviting every artist or um I don't know, slam poetry or comedian or slam poet or comedian or anyone to come down to the open mic. I will be hosting it a um, couple Thursdays a month. And yeah, it, it'll be, it, it would be fun to hear you. Next Wednesday is the Barroom Blitz at the same venue. That is our new Living Room Sessions segment. Uh, we've turned it into a live show where we will have live music and a live interview at Broadway Bar Bites. That's next Wednesday, starting at 7 o'clock. Be there, or don't care. I don't know. <laughs> Just be there. It'll be a good time. If you're not there, you're missing out. That's what I'll say. Yeah, there you go. That's a good one. 
it'll, you it'll come be down fun. and you mention this and I'll, I'll buy you a beer if you show me your ID and give me your social security <laughs> number. There you go. And probably home address. Yeah, I'm going to need to clear you. But then after I run all the background checks and I see your credit card, I will absolutely buy you a beer. Perfect. Perfect. Um, yeah, what's been new, Nate? It's been a couple weeks. Yeah, so I can't remember if the last time, because I was on the, you know how absolutely wonderful my memory is these days. Oh. <laughs> um, I can't remember if the last time I was on the show when, what the status of the whole immigration thing was it or where was, we were at with that. You were in limbo waiting for... The clearance. Okay, so we got like we we had the confirmation number. I don't okay. know if we had that when I was on here two weeks. No, uh-uh. ago. but so we have a way to actually track it now, which okay. is at least something good. Okay. So uh, all it says when you go on there is like, "Thank you, we've received your order. Go America." <laughs> and you're like, "Okay." So I honestly had to call them and Bald just be Eagle like, "Just flies across the screen." <laughs> I was like, "Look, I'm not trying to be difficult at all. I just want to make sure I understand this." Like. All I'm doing right now is just hanging out and waiting to hear from you guys. Am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing? And the guy kind of chuckled, and he's like, I know, it's it's a long wait. But, yeah, you are doing the right thing. Well, at least he was self-aware. Yeah. Well, yeah, because I was just like, <laughs> I know this seems crazy, and I know I just called you guys, but, like, it just seems too simple that all I need to do right now is just wait. Yeah, that's – like. But they just said, yes, wait, and so yeah. now you're still just waiting. It's I'm been, waiting. It's I'm, been going, about two I'm weeks. going back out there on July 11th. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, thanks. Yeah, excited. Gonna actually uh, back back to England, England. Yeah, back to England. <laughs> We're gonna hopefully see York this time. We oh, didn't get yeah. to see that last time. So Wallace sacked York for any of you out there who have seen Braveheart. So I will be going there and just being like, <laughs> Wallace has sacked York, and people are gonna get really pissed at me. But um, Nate's probably not coming home. So this has been a fl- great final episode with Nate. <laughs> oh yeah, it's. Uh, it's great because you can go like 50 miles there and the people sound completely different. You're like, did we end up in the Shire? Like, what the fuck are they talking like this for? Yeah. Much love, England. I love <laughs> We do have a few England listeners, so maybe you can meet up with them. Yeah, I know. It's a beautiful, beautiful tongue. It's just got like 18 dialects in a place that's smaller than Wyoming. I guess that's true. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, that's kind of like America. We have at least a thousand different dialects. Yeah, and C-3PO is trained in deciphering <laughs> every single one of them, plus bocce, of course. <sighs> yeah, bocce. Do you speak bocce? Well, yes. Oh, yeah, anyway. So, good luck on that. I'm, Thank you. I'm, I'm really, really, you know, holding out hope that all that's going to come through real soon. Yeah. And that it's going to be finished, and she's going to be on the show talking about this whole situation soon. <laughs> Yeah, I'm no, sure. I hope I'm so. sure that will be a, a really fun conversation to have. It would be a great conversation to have. Absolutely, seems, seems to have been a struggle for a minute. Yeah, if you have to censor the episode, just make sure you have the bleep button ready to go. Oh, there's there's no censoring these episodes. What is the wind going on? Do you hear that wind? I think it was just my luxurious beard just brushing up against the microphone. Hmm. For anyone at home, that's what my beard sounds like. No, I'm still hearing it, and I'm nowhere near the mic. Yeah, that's really strange. And we're back. Jeez, that uh, always technical difficulties on this show. Yeah, so. Gee willikers. Gee willikers. So, <laughs> anyway, we are, th- like I said, this is a solo review episode. And so, and as you all know, I love my Star Wars, and it's probably going to be a little bit of a long review. And Nate has not seen the movie, so I get to explain this whole yes, movie to Yes, I am playing the role of the skeptic. Yeah. Um, and I will at times just randomly challenge Josh's worldview. Oh, As he go. talks about Solo. Yeah. Because he is definitely flying Solo on his opinion. 
of Solo. liking this movie, and I haven't uh, even seen it. That's that's not necessarily that was, true. I was, I should write With puns for the New Yorker <laughs> in their eighty year old and up section, <laughs> probably. But first, we have to do our quick twist. Quick twist. Quick twist. Quick twist is a nitpick shit fit on a topic we can cover quick. One topic per host, be it praise or roast. Send any topic suggestions to our Facebook page. And now, for this week's Quick Twist. That's right, it is the Quick Twist. Uh, As you all know, this is the part of the show where we pick a couple topics to talk about and discuss and either twist your arm into checking it out or not checking it out. Um, Although, in celebration of Solo, I'm going to (laughs) shoehorn some news into this little segment as well, just like Solo shoehorns some references and things into the movie. Anyway, Nate, what do you have for your first quick twist of this week? Quick twist. All right, sweet. So <laughs> I, and it appropriately is a quick twist because it's, it's about an 11-hour long game, although it's kind of in the sense of, of like near Automata where if you've only played it once, you haven't really played the game. So I'm eager to play through it multiple more times. It doesn't but have like multiple. I just played through Detroit: Become Human. Okay. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, yeah. so it is. Um, it's a David Cage game. The studio's name is escaping me right now because that always happens while we're live. Yeah. Um, every it's time. It's not Disney. Uh, <laughs> I want to say it's Quantic Dream, but that doesn't sound right. Uh, Josh is looking it up, I believe. I so he is. He's he's using his googling powers. I am. Um, if you would like to call in and take credit for having made Detroit become human, the number is something that ends with twist. This is, is going extremely is well. Oh, All right, yeah, great. This is, this is fantastic. fantastic. No, it's fine. This is how it always goes. <laughs> if if you are new to this show, then I'm sorry. But if you're not new to the show and you've been listening for a while, then you know this is how it goes. You know what to expect. And. Thank you for still listening. <laughs> anyway, Detroit uh, become human. So I don't know. It looks like a lot of reviews here. Yeah. So um, regardless of the name of the studio that made it, which isn't the point. No, of the story just here. just gi- yeah. Give uh, me a, give me wh- how did, what's it so about? It seems like you it is robots they, trying yeah, to yeah. So they they've made three games now that I've played that are all very similar in terms of the structure. And that'd be Heavy Rain. Uh, and Beyond Two Souls, and now um, Detroit Become Human, and they're they're more of like choose your own adventure stories that you play through rather than oh. they are games. Even though this one gets a bit closer to having some game gaminess to it, sure. uh, but uh, I would say it's by far the best one that they've made. It was really exciting to see how your choices impact the game. Um, you play as three different androids that are kind of in these intersecting plots that are all sort of dealing with the story, the, 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 the issue of kind of are we slaves and, and are we actually alive and do we have consciousness and do we deserve to be free? Um, and so there's a, um, you know, kind of a more of a nanny, like homekeeper type android, and then there's a police uh, special investigator, like forensics type android, and then there is a... Um, 
You said it's only an 11-hour game, though? Yeah, it takes it's about 11 short? hours to play through, but every but decision that you make, by and large, has large ripple effects throughout the game. There's something like 15 different unique endings oh, that you wow. can get. Oh, wow. Okay. And uh, how you get to those endings as well. There's well over, like, 100 different ways that the game can play out. If character dies, you don't, like, start over and, and back they're, up. They're like, actually dead. They're dead, and the story just continues huh. with them being dead. And so... Um, that's you know, actually pretty cool. I really like that idea. You have to play through it multiple times to get what they would call "quote unquote" the good ending per oh, se. Okay. I got one of the, I got like the second best ending when oh. I played through. Uh, but what if you're this not one first or last? <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. You can be second. <laughs> you can be third. I was drunk when I told you that. But anyways, uh, you you can. Uh, you in the past games, you really had to resort to going to the internet, going to YouTube places like that to find out like okay well how do i find the other ending how do i make the different decisions what did i do last time right. i don't even remember this does a really good job of after you complete each section of the game it shows you a flow chart and it shows you the decisions you made and it doesn't show you what the other decisions would have led to but it just shows you them kind of branching off where you can see like oh things could have gone in a different direction if i hadn't say shot that guy instead and i i had like surrendered instead okay so so it's like, oh man. And the graphics are insane. Like, it absolutely, like, even people that are hating on the game are all agreeing that it pushes the PS4 to its limit. As beautiful as God of War is, and God of War is much more of a game, so there's many more ways for them to actually cheat in Detroit, and you can't, like, actually walk over there and stuff like that, but it's one of the best-looking games on any system or PC I've ever seen. Okay. So I would highly recommend it. You know, it's if you're on the fence about it, then rent it because the good news is, is you can play through it once in like 11 hours. Sure. And if you enjoyed it, then it's a game you might want to pick up. There you go. And it's uh, rated M for mature, uh, 59.88 at Walmart, the cheapest you can get. Ooh, it's on sale. You want to save those cheaper. You want to save those cents. But it was released on May 25th. Uh, developed by Quantic Dream. Quantic Dream, I was right. Why did I doubt myself? It's okay, man. It was published by Sony Computer Entertainment. So is it strictly a Sony it's game? It's strictly then? a PS4 game. Okay. Um, uh, Beyond yeah, Two Souls you, and uh, and um, <laughs> Heavy, Heavy Rain, Rain were yep. strictly PS3 games. Although although they've Rain both been re released on the PS4 now. Yeah. That's so cool. it actually, if you buy it digitally uh, on the PS4. I believe you get Heavy Rain included for free. That may have just been the pre-order. Mm, okay. But uh, that's a pretty sweet bonus. Otherwise, I'm sure like the Digital Collector's Special Magic Edition or whatever probably has Heavy Rain included with it as well, which is not as good, but that you're trying to solve a another, serial killer situation. It's a choice game. Where it is. You're trying, I've never played it. I, you're trying to save this kid who's been abducted by a serial killer. Okay. And um, Give me back my son! I played through it twice, <laughs> and... There's just some issues with it where I just couldn't bring myself to keep playing through it. Uh, the kid fucking died both times. But, like, you know, he uh, shouldn't have gone with that guy. Like, well, I don't <laughs> know what you were thinking, Jason, but, like, bad decision. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, well, that's cool. It, it's I will put that on my very long list of games to check out when they go on sale. Yeah, you know. It seems like a, a pretty yeah. interesting little concept. Is it open world? Like, No, it is person? about as it's linear as a game could be. But I mean, so is it? Is it kind of like those uh, Telltale games where you it's hit a button and it chooses somewhere to go? Like you choose something to say? And yes, but you actually do get to like walk around and interact with okay. things and move the camera around and look at stuff. 
And what works in its advantage with this one a little bit more than the other games is in the past you'd just try and go like walk off in that direction and your human character would just kind of be like, nope, and just sort of turn around <laughs> okay. and go back. Okay. But in this one they actually have like kind of like your AI programming take over and like redirect you towards the task you're supposed to be performing. Okay. And so the way they do it visually, it doesn't really break the immersion as much. You're kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be like – changing that old guy's diaper i'm not supposed to be like walking over there. i guess i just have that's probably why i haven't played any of those other games because even like the telltale games i just don't like that it's it's a weird thing like i said it's almost more of a choose your own adventure than it is a game but it is crazy to see that like like reading a decisions you make in the first like half hour of playing through it can still come back and like have ramifications on what you are or aren't able to choose to do sure like eight hours later so. It still it still reminds me of like an old Goosebumps book though, where it like it at like the that. bottom of the page it's like go to page forty five if you do this, or go to page eighty nine if you do this, and then it takes you on your own little did, adventure. Did Goosebumps books do that though? If you're yeah. out there and you're raging and you'd like to leave us a voicemail, the number yeah. again is what uh, five zero eight nine three twist. Yes, so if um, you'd like to correct Josh, I don't no, think that Goosebumps books had so, choose. I swear did they God, do choose I your own adventure Goosebumps books? In my little tub out Okay, my if you'd like to call in and corroborate <laughs> his story, you could call in and do that too. The topic next week will be Goosebumps. <laughs> Goosebumps. R.L. Stein. Oh my God, Goosebumps. Um, <laughs> so yeah, yeah so Detroit check it out if you get a chance. It was really Detroit cool. Become human. Become human. It yeah, just kind of came weird. out like four days ago. It so. did, and I just happened to walk by a red box and be like, Man, I doubt it's there, and it was because it had just oh, come okay. out that day. So I was like, sweet. So you red boxed it. That's cool. I I might, maybe box. I'll do that. Maybe yeah. I'll do that. That's what I would recommend, honestly, if you're on the fence about it at all. it's I don't usually recommend renting a good game, mm-hmm. but since you can actually play through it once in 11 hours, and if you're still hooked after that, then you're going to want to pick it up at some point. I'm going to wait till it's on sale. Sure. Because 60 bucks for a game is starting to get a little expensive. You know? Yeah, it's getting a little out, out there. I'm really happy that the Mega Man Legacy 1 and 2 is only 40 bucks because yeah. that's what it should be. I agree. But they have been – everything has been $60. Every Everything. It's so frustrating. I know. I think that new Sega collection might be 40 But it might be 60 also. I don't know. <sighs> Either way, you can, like, yeah. rewind the games and fast-forward the games. It does look pretty cool. Okay. It's like an emulator, like you can do the save state shit on there too, right? Yeah, you can save and everything like that. It is, it's just really well integrated for your PS4 or your Xbox. Okay. We don't even get sponsored for this stuff. (laughs) If you work for Sega and you'd like to pay us money. I had that sweet Sega collection for PS3. Yeah, this is like that, but like supposedly even a little better. Really? Yeah. Is it going to have ghouls and ghosts or whatever? Um, That's the only complaint that people have is it's really, it's not complete. (laughs) <laughs> but every game that's on there is really good. Every game that's on there that had but local multiplayer has online multiplayer. Okay. So and Sega had like fucking six hundred games for it too. So they did to take your pick of six hundred games. I mean, yeah. some are gonna be left out, I guess. Exactly. But if they left ghouls and ghosts or go- ghosts and goblins or whatever, if they left that out of there and put Echo the Dolphin in, I might be a little upset. Yeah, I mean, you know, that game looked nice. The first one was fine for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't ever really re- remember playing more than like that's, ten minutes of it either, but just saying. being like, "I'm a dolphin, sweet." <sighs> yeah. Fuck Let's it. play mutant league hockey. <laughs> I think mine was NHL '96. That was a hockey game that I played. That was a good game. Where you could just wrap around the goal and, and just, just score every time. Every single every like, yeah. It's uh, it's like in Mall Rats when he's just he's he's laying in bed and he's like, "I gotta win, I gotta win this game," and he's it's up like, like 11 20, to nothing. Yeah, it's, like, it's <laughs> insane. Yeah. yeah. So good. Cool. Well, <laughs> moving on from that tangent, there was a huge uh, news announcement 
made yesterday, uh, Tuesday this week, and it was about Pokemon, which is super exciting. I've been really playing a lot of Pokemon Go lately because where I work now, I'm located at a gym and stop, so it's really easy for me to, you know, take over the gyms and catch a lot of Pokemon and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, Pokemon last night announced that there's going to be two new games coming out for the Switch at the end of this year. Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. And then right after the announcement, in Pokemon Go, they released the Aloha Edition Pokemon. And then on the Switch, they released a game called Pokemon Quest. Wow. That, that's a lot I mean, of shit. That is, that's a lot of shit that, uh, that I got to like. Cause I, and you said you checked out the Pokemon Quest game. I looked at it and, I did. and immediately went. <sighs> I did. I guess. Okay, we'll start with it's Pokemon free. Quest. It's free. We'll start with Pokemon Quest because, yes, it is super free. And the second, I was actually on my Switch last night playing this. I, I got this pinball game. It's a lot of fun. Yeah? And it's it's like, you know, it's just a $10 little game with like a uh, archer table and like a family guy and a couple other sweet tables. But nice. playing that, saw this news thing come out and they announced Pokemon Quest, which is a free RPG out right now for Nintendo Switch. And it's coming out for mobile very soon. And if that doesn't tell you what kind of game this is, that it's coming out for mobile soon, then let me break it down for you. This is a pay-to-play game. This is a game that you go, you download for free, and if you you do all your daily shit, and if you want to get any farther, you have to pay to do it. Or if you want to get the heavier, the better characters, you have to pay to get them. That's... That's all it is. There's loot boxes and, and all that shit. This is a new loot box system game. It is fun for the most part. I did enjoy playing it. I played it for about an hour and a half, two hours last night. Um, it's it, it reminds me a little bit of Minecraft, like Pokemon Minecraft, because you're these little boxy characters that um, you're not. You're the Pokemon. You're not a person. You bait well. Let me start that over. Your character is a robot, and you're observing Pokemon on this island uh, called uh, t- something block island, whatever it is. But you observe these Pokemon and make friends with these. Cheap graphics block island. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you make friends with these Pokemon by doing certain tasks through whatever, and and then you take these Pokemon on little walks, and they go battle other Pokemon, and so on and so forth. It you know, you go to level 1-1, one, one, and you go to a little field and battle some Rattatas, and then you go to level 1-2, and there's a couple Pidgeys and some more Rattatas, and just, you know, you, you level up your characters that way. It's a And you go to, like, level 1-3, and the Canadian Devil's there, and he's yeah. like, hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Give me nine ninety five to continue. <laughs> you want to save the Pokemon, don't you, you <laughs> asshole? That is that is almost exactly what it is. I, I hope, I wish that there was a Canadian character that would pop up and, you know, Get some Canada dough, Canada dough. <laughs> Come on, guy. Yeah. Don't be a dick. Because and I didn't, I didn't play it enough to get to the point where I have to pay. To you keep didn't hit going. the paywall yet. No, which I want to not do that. I want to stay just enough behind to where I'm getting just enough tokens to just keep going. You know, if I get too involved with the game, I'm sure it'll get to that point, and then I'll probably delete it because it'll piss me off. I hate those pay-to-play games. Next week, Josh will recount how he <laughs> lost his life savings to Pokemon Quest. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I already, I already. But have I have that. all the. I have Mewtwo, and he's evolved. <laughs> and I already have the the Star Wars pay to play game that I regrettably have spent a little bit of money on. But honestly, the amount of hours that I've put into that game 
are equivalent to the amount of hours that I would have spent on two PS4 games anyway, right. if not more. And that's about the amount of money that I've spent on it. So I, I'm pretty good about those pay-to-play games. I give myself a cap so I don't, you know, get all crazy and go broke. They're not playing fair shit. when it comes to you and it's Star Wars. That's all I'm saying. No, and I have to be really good about it because when Boba Fett comes out and I have to unlock him, there's, I mean, there's money involved. And it's just like, but I can't do it. I have to be patient. So with Pokemon Quest, if you can be patient and, and do it the free way, then yeah, it's a fun little game to play on the go on your Switch or on mobile when, when it comes out for that. But if if you're bad at spending money on at, at the tap of a button, then I definitely wouldn't play this game. And it's it's not a real Pokemon game, so don't get too excited because it's just... <sighs> Install it, put your credit card information don't on your Switch, it. give it to your kid. <laughs> don't do that at and all. And let them have at it. Don't do that at all. You can be on the show next week. <laughs> yeah. It'll be twist my twist rehab, my wallet, twist my counseling session, twist my child's <laughs> neck until they never <laughs> order anything. Yes, microtransaction again. I'm so glad that didn't exist when we were kids. Me too. Well, granted, I wouldn't have been able to. I probably. That, I, I'm sure I wouldn't have been able to either. But I would have just. I would have held up little old ladies on the corner for <laughs> 25 cents, being like, "I need some pokeballs." <laughs> I need to catch the Charmander. He's on drugs. <laughs> yeah. He's kept talking about Charmanders and having to catch the dragon. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> Jason the dragon. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. Okay, so Pokemon Quest. What were the other Pokemon two games? Pokemon Quest was the first one, which was the immediately downloadable right. game. Pokemon Go, they've been teasing um, Aloha characters. Uh-huh. So different versions of Gen 1 Pokemon. Okay. I don't know. What, what were they in? I think they were in uh, Pokemon... Uh, gold no sapphire and ruby maybe okay they were i think they were also they were in sun and moon as well yeah something but it's like the execute is like got a really tall neck and rattatas have like mustaches so yeah they've been teasing those for a while and after the announcement last night they released those so if you play pokemon go go to a gym because there's probably five of those ridiculously giraffe executes chilling there the last thing that was announced for pokemon was pokemon let's go eevee and pokemon Let's go Pikachu. Coming out for the Nintendo Switch. If you are friends with me on Facebook, you saw me and Nate getting overly excited about this game on the interwebs uh, as I posted a trailer for it. And the only reason that I was typing in all caps is that it wouldn't let me type in all caps and bold. <laughs> well, what did you think about the trailer? I, 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 after I collected myself and I changed my pants... Um, and then I Twice. collected myself again. Yeah. Um, I think it looks really cool. I mean, to me, it, it looks like a, a version of, you know, one of the more recent 3DS Pokemons, but for your Switch, for the TV, for on the go, it looks like you can use just one Switch console to have two people play with mm-hmm. each having your own Joy-Con. looks like it uses motion controls, which usually would suck, but, like, throwing a Pokeball and those types of things are all, like, really cool things to do the fact that it has that little pokeball controller that you can get with it that you can actually take out with you and like you know have pikachu make noises from inside the pokeball and then like cute asian ladies get all like excited um well, it's all of that excited me the controller is the best part of this yeah, because you cool. can like basically like pet the pokeball and like raise the pokemon as they're in the ball that's creepy 
yeah, but it's, it's, it's also it's really weird, cool. As far as I can tell, and then it's got a joystick in the center of it, and then a button on the top. So I'm assuming that since you only have to use one Joy-Con anyway, you probably only have to use one or two buttons. Yeah, so I mean, um, Pokemon's always been a pretty simple game. Exactly. So I'm thinking the the joystick in the middle is going to have a button on it. You can click it down, and then the button on the top will be B or whatever it is. Sure. So let me just shatter your dreams really fast because. Pokemon Let's Go Eevee and Pikachu are basically just uh, better versions of Pokemon Go. But you don't. <laughs> but no, because it showed it on the yeah, in the bedroom did. and the I couch know. and the. I know, and then and then you go do a little more research and you realize that you can't find Pokemon in the wild. No. That you can't battle Pokemon in the wild. You just catch them. The only time that you ever do any sort of real RPG work is in gyms and and little people battles. So it's So do I have to take my switch out into the real world to do this stuff? No 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 no. It's it's in the Kanto region still. So okay. so you can walk around, but it's more like go in the essence where Pokemon are just gonna be sitting there and you walk up to them and try and catch them. You don't weaken them or battle them or get stats or anything. Oh like that. that's Fucking lame. That's come on, Nintendo. <laughs> Step it up. That is stupid. You know what they're gonna do? Mm-hmm. They're gonna try and sell you Pokeballs. Mm-hmm. All right. This is officially. <laughs> if you own a Switch and you would like to come on here next week and break it with me, don't no, no, do no, no, that because no. there's still plenty of reasons. Don't to do Switch. that yet. But just because a very. Low announced thing happened as well yesterday. Okay, let's not it, be it drastic. I'm it, sorry to anyone that just already broke your switch. <laughs> it wasn't announced as, as heavily as everything else, but they did say that the core RPG Pokemon title will be coming out in 2019. What is taking so long? It's not. They're trying to make it perfect. I think they're experimenting with this game to see what they can do and see how people react to like the graphics and that sort of thing and just making an easy game to hold people over for now. You know, like, everyone speculated, though, that they were going to make Pokemon Stars and that it was just going to be a Switch version of Pokemon oh, Sun, Sun and, Moon. Po- and Moon. And it was like, I own Sun and Moon. Right. And, and I still would have bought Stars just so, to have it on my Switch. But then that this is good news for you, too, because it's not going to be Stars. It's not going to be, like, a sequel like that, like Black and White 2 or Sun and Moon 2 or anything. Well, I hope it's, like, red. I hope it's, like, a it's, restart. It's going to be a core RPG, like, all exclusive switch new brand new game that is rumored to be like a red um that would be really cool if it's just like you know you have to actually kill gary yeah like gary oak must die is like the third quest that you get in the game just gets incredibly (laughs) dark it's like this is a rated m pokemon (laughs) game jesus nintendo that would be cool I, i would i would love a rated m pokemon could you imagine a rated m pokemon we need to get on this. Where, where where they don't you can't revive them like you have to take them to surgery and can you get sued for having something wounds? called Pokemon and if you can <laughs> does that just sound like way too gay? Oh, there's there's is like, there a porno out there already called Pokemon? <laughs> there's phone games out there that are basically poker. I think there's one that's called uh, Poke Monsters or something like that, and it's the same exact characters just with like instead of it being Charmander, it's Charmanda and oh, like God. It's, but it's the same exact game, so hmm. we could probably figure something out. This sounds great. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Charmander just, just goes around, just has to, like, just roast a village, <laughs> setting kill everyone, even the younglings. To, like, to survive, you have to eat Pidgeys and Spearows and just fucking roast oh, them. like a survival game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
Definitely. I'd be so that you get to cook with them. Nintendo loves that they're cooking now. Yeah. So you know, you roasted well Bulbasaur. <laughs> <laughs> you got to evolve it first into a into a Venusaur, so it has that flower, and then you roast that shit, and the oh, flower has more flavor, and you heal better. That's genius. Right, but you gotta have a Charizard to be able to kill it first, and then that's <laughs> perfect. <laughs> this is getting dark. Anyway, okay, so all so, right, you did kind of just bum me out. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, and I know it's I know it's a shitty thing. I'm still gonna get one. I'm still gonna buy it because it, it does look it does it look does like does a look lot cool. of fun for two players. For for me, like I'm getting Kirby like I think next week uh, if, if everything goes according to plan and, and I'm really excited for that because me and Kylie get to play those games together yeah you know you can only play Mario Kart so long before yeah, you I mean Laura has more you know, Pokemon than I do yeah there so. you go there you go and with with let's go Pikachu and Eevee we could each play the game and you know each go through the whole that thing is cool and, and, and it'll be it'll be a good time um yeah, and yes, you can upload your Pokemon to it from Pokemon Go. Which I thought was cool. You can actually trade them and share them yes. and move so them between finally, your phone finally. and... Pokemon Go has been teasing trading Pokemon. That's like a core in, component in of Pokemon. Yeah, and they're finally allowing it on the Switch. Yes, you have to have a Switch, but... If you don't have a Switch, that's your fault. Yeah, it's still a it's still a good investment because, as I said, the, the good core game is coming out. And there are so many great games there for the are. Switch. There are. There are a ton of good There's games. like four or five games on the eShop right now that I'm just like, I just can't spend money. Mm-hmm. Even that new Street Fighter game that just came oh, out on the 30th yeah. anniversary. Dude, have you seen? It's like, it's There's like 12, 12 different <laughs> versions of Street Fighter 2 yeah. and 3. Yeah. Looks amazing. They're all pixel-perfect yep. recreations. Yep, it's fantastic. There and. For those of you that continue to say that there's no good games on the Switch, you are lying to yourself. Yes. Because there are already hundreds of games out. There right are, and the there's, there's, at, and least in, in a, there's at least a dozen games on the Switch that you should probably like consider like must-haves. Yeah, and at this point, it's not it's not even like Breath of the Wild. You don't have to buy a Switch in Breath of the Wild <laughs> to, to have fun on the system. No, nah, but you still probably should. Yes, you. yeah, obviously, but if you want a multiplayer game, there's plenty of other games there that you can get to play with, you know, your kids or your family or your friends or whatever it is. So or just get rid of your friends and play Zelda. Yeah, that's, that's it's a I good game for a couple of weeks. Um so yeah, that's that's my that's my Pokemon news. It's 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 going to be a little touchy when people start realizing what it's actually about cuz right now it's this I feel like most people that I've talked to are like, "Oh, I'm so stoked. It's a whole new Pokemon game and it's a it's a red and blue-esque sort of thing where you have a a Pikachu version and an Eevee version, and it's gonna be super sick, and it's not—it's not gonna be as good as as you think. It's gonna be mediocre. At I mean, best, it's got I the think. word "go" in it, yeah, and that should concern you. Yeah, and as soon not as the Pokemon Go is a bad game, but it's not an RPG. No, I I hope that the the controller you can buy because I'm probably gonna buy the controller. I hope that with that controller can be used in further like future Pokemon games. I hope it can be used in like other games any, so well that yeah, I can practice game, like cool. speed runs of like Grand Theft Auto using a Pokeball. <laughs> <laughs> that, how would you even do that? That doesn't I make any sense. I don't know, but I want to. There's no way. It'll work. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, cool. So what else you got for Quick Twist? All right. So my other Quick Twist that I have for you today, I was going to talk about if you've seen this in gaming news this week, that uh, – Blue Hole, the developer of PUBG, is suing <coughs> Epic Games, the creator of Fortnite. Ooh. 
we need what we need on the soundboard is like we need the cheering we need the like the like the charge like interracial kiss sound we need all the sounds from the 1990s like and then we need the ooh yeah we okay so yeah but can you believe they're fucking suing the developer why are they saying that they they copyright infringement basically saying that 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 they pretty much copied all their gameplay elements and key ui assets and all of these things from fortnite or from from PUBG, okay. Which I don't know if you've seen these games. I know you have personally, but like, sure the the way the game plays is is very similar in terms sure. of its players on a map sure. and the, the the zone gets smaller but and you have to be inside in so of it. Many different ways too. Exactly right. And there's a lot of other games out there like Call you know, of, Call of Duty and. Um, What's the other shooter out there that's really popular? Battlefield. Really, thank you. Those games are fairly similar in or a lot Battle of ways. Battlefront. Any shooter, really? Thank you. Let me. As soon as I heard this news, I was like, "Oh my god, Fortnite's totally gonna hire Vanilla Ice to be their lawyer." <laughs> right. Exactly. Is he like because see, there's just a subtle difference. Right. In the in the in the play where in Fortnite you can build shit and in PUBG you can't, so it's different yo well and honestly <laughs> if you talk about why like it's i mean obviously being free has helped a lot right yep. but they're, if you they're talk about because they're losing money isn't that well the, and that's the, the whole thing right so players? PUBG still has the record for the most consecutive players ever playing a game on steam they had three point uh something like 3.2 million people playing at the same time back okay. in january which okay. has never happened before that annihilated the previous records um, for any other game. Okay. Right now, it's averaging about one and a half million people at any given point in time are playing it, which is still crazy on Steam. Mm-hmm. And only just recently has it, for the first time in months, gone below a million people playing it at the same time. There was one moment where it dipped down to like 950,000 and then it went back up. So they still have it. So and it's and still like one of the most popular games ever. And they have like a loot box system as well and where they're making they're money. They're flipping right? out. They're making pretty good money, but they're not making Fortnite type of money, right? Fortnite back in March made about $220 million off of microtransactions for Fortnite. In in uh, in April, they made $290 million off of it. In May, they're on pace to make well over $300 million off of it. So it's like a billion dollars in a three-month stretch off of a free game. And the thing is, is that it's not a pay-to-play game. It's not a pay-to-win game. No, it's free as fuck. It's free as fuck, and it's completely fair. You're not gaining right. any competitive advantage. Right. And to be fair, neither are you in PUBG. But no. if you really look at it, Fortnite has done a good job of releasing things consistently and quickly. They've done a good job of fixing bugs. And also, even though people laughed at Epic Games when they like sued that 15-year-old and they sued a couple other people for cheating in Fortnite and they kicked banned a bunch of accounts... There's so many cheaters in PUBG that that's one of the biggest reasons it's gone from having three point some million players to one point some so million So this is players. more of a case of just poor management. They just haven't really and kept up with the game, and they haven't kept up pace with how quickly, like, they didn't do anything near as cool as an Infinity Gauntlet, like, crossover well, Marvel-type yeah, thing that's that true. Fortnite That was did. huge. That was, I even that was jumped back amazing. on Fortnite a for a minute. A free game? Are you yeah. kidding me? I know. I think... I think the the biggest thing with Fortnite can't you play between uh, platforms or between systems on Fortnite as well? I like, don't believe so. Like I thought that um, you could play with Xbox players or something like that in their maps. No, no. Okay. No. So I, I again though PUBG is only on Xbox and. 
PC. Only on Xbox right? and PC. And to your point, I think more people would play if it was on the PS4. But like, I would totally agree. I think more people have a PS4. It is downward trending. Well, that, I mean, that's what happens, though. Yeah, and I, that's, I that's also that fair too. It's been out for over a year, and in a multiplayer environment, for a game to be popular for that long, even though it's still technically in beta or whatever the fuck, it's in alpha beta. So whatever. then, what they need to do is make a, an actual game. They could even do like a Killing Floor style and do PUBG 2 and release it on all systems. Well, what they've said from the get-go is that they do intend for the game to be free. It's just they're charging for the beta, which almost seems backwards, right? But companies do actually do that. Yeah. So, I mean, but, you know, do you think Fortnite they're gonna sue right Kyle, now... Do you think they're going to sue uh, Treyarch for putting Battle Royale mode in their Black Ops 4 game? Right? I don't know. But I, I know that Fortnite right now, if you count all systems has close to about 4 million people playing, um, which is just crazy. And it's all the time, But that's too, people playing it? on their phone. That's people playing on their computer. That's people playing yeah. on their uh, their Xbox, their PS4. Sure. Still not to switch for some fucking reason. Well, the Switch has a terrible internet connection, yeah, You could play it on a phone. Have you tried playing Mario Kart on the Switch yet? I actually online? haven't played any online on Mario yeah, Kart. Yeah, try it. People are nuts on that game, though. I don't want to deal with that. All those people that know the course perfectly. But they're like, this is the spot where you got to jump off the edge. It has, <laughs> like, it has assholes. a little bit better as far as like bugs and stuff, but at first, it they do have a problem with their internet Yeah, services. Nintendo is not known. Well, the GameCube, they farmed it out to Gamefly, like a third company, oh, yeah. third-party company. <laughs> like, you can handle it. We're not doing it. <laughs> well, so, GameCube, you had to hook a modem up to yeah, that shit. They you just, couldn't even get on there. They still don't quite understand <laughs> online. Which is... Fine. I mean, the the DS has it okay with their online services, but yeah. it's it's a DS. It's 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 basically a phone. It's a mobile yeah. service for the most part. So it's true. I'm waiting for the Switch to have their actual service released later on this year. Their like online pay service. Yeah, because I think that's year and a half after the system launches. Yeah, I'm not really that butthurt about it, but it is kind of crazy. Sure, they they've had the eShop, and you've still been able to play things online. So yeah, you have. It's ju- it's still a little it's not weird. Bad, but and this is just. It's just a Switch Plus, basically. It's not like it's like PS Plus, and yeah, you know. So, yeah, you get the free games. You don't get to keep the free games that you download. You only get to keep them for a month, and then they go away. So that's a issue. But it is only twenty dollars a year. So yeah, that's the trade off. Is it's less than two dollars a month. I yeah. mean, that's like that's like the less the money than Sarah McLaughlin asks you yeah. for. So hopefully Fortnite will go to the Switch eventually, or PUBG or something like that. But I think now the internet just can't handle it. Um, with them getting sued, though, I, I don't think they have much of a case. No, there's really very like pe- most legal experts are laughing at it, like especially with yeah. copyright because copyright doesn't even protect like things like that. Copyright this these days don't doesn't even exist anymore. It, well, I mean, I it, mean, it's not like they copied assets directly from the game. They didn't use the same graphics. They didn't use the same no. character models. They didn't use the same animations. Uh, they copied the idea because they were inspired by the idea. But that's, and that's what they're gonna say. I mean, they look were inspired at, to make look at this like game. a game like Left for Dead, which was so great. That was clearly just like, okay, so Call of Duty's had the zombie mode, and we should do that, right? But like, make it make the make whole, whole game. game. Yeah, exactly. You know, and like, it's just how things work. Yeah, it's. And if you start suing companies for that, that's so bad for creativity. And it just makes you look bad because they're it does. It lose. makes them look desperate. Yeah, they're gonna lose, and yeah. then you're right. Everyone's gonna be like, oh well, fuck them. We'll just go back to Fortnite. We'll just go play Fortnite for free. Yeah, I think this is going to be the end of PUBG. Yeah, I mean, kind the, of a shame, it but sucks that they're doing this. I don't think it'll be the end of them, but I do think it's not going to help. They're definitely, it, it's it's in the may the best man win 
area at this point, and Fortnite sure. is looking to be the best game in this situation. So, I don't know. I like Fortnite. I have PUBG on my phone though, and I play it mobile sometimes. It's well, there you go. It's fun. It's a good game, but I, I would much rather play Fortnite. I think I like the idea of building. I do think that's pretty fun. It is cool, um, especially with with the hit counter and like how much you can get hit in that game, and it's. It's not like the Call of Duty Battle Royale. You're not going to be able to build in that shit. It's going to be set on a map where you're running around and hiding behind walls and shit. And once you, get, it's going to be more like hardcore mode where once you get hit twice, you're dead. Yeah, which I just I can't hang in those Twitch shooters anymore. It's like bam, 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 dead. Like, <sighs> ah, like I don't mind if I hear a sniper bullet and then I drop dead sure. because I'm like, all right, well I was probably just walking through a field <laughs> like a dumbass. Yeah. But like when I see the other person and they see me and they're just immediately like pop out and I drop immediately because they're just so good at no scoping. Mm-hmm. It's like, dude, that just no thanks. I have been playing Black Ops Three a little bit and the jetpack still pisses me off to no end, but I can hang in hardcore mode. That's and that's it. That's the only time I can hang because you don't have to no scope. You just have to fucking, you know, suppressing fire to, to <laughs> kill people. So it's not a big deal. You just gotta watch out for your own teammates. That's my biggest issue. Well, there we go. <laughs> so, whatever, PUBG, go ahead and sue Fortnite. Good luck with that. It's not gonna end well for you. Yeah, I mean, take your just um, your blue hole and your. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Not gonna be fun. Um. I was going to talk about this last topic, but I believe I have a Paul Simon show to get to tonight, so we're going to take a quick break and then get on to Solo, the review. Solo. You're after something. Is it revenge? Money. Or is it something else? You look good. A little rough around the edges, but good. Heard about a job. Big shot gangster putting together crew. I'm a driver. And I'm a flyer. I waited a long time for a shot like this. What do you think? Well, what do you know? You got a line on a ship? Yeah, I know a guy. He's the best smuggler around. I heard a story about you. I was wondering if it's true. Everything you've heard about me is true. <laughs> L3! Let's go with a mean man's face. Who are these guys? If you come with us, you're in this life for good. You might want to buckle up, baby. some advice we assume everyone will betray you and you will never be disappointed i got a really good feeling about this since when do you know how to fly 190 years old you look great push it
Okay, and we're back. That was the Solo A Star Wars Story trailer. Just getting you ready for this ridiculous review of this ridiculous movie that I don't think anybody really needed or wanted, but I still had fun watching it. Um, Nate, have you seen this movie yet? I haven't. I like it's it it makes me sad cuz like a Star <laughs> Wars movie came out that I got to look at it and go eh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you don't think you use a greater than the Gungans. There were no Jar Jar moments in this. There were no Jar Jar characters or anything as bad as that. Well, that's relief. Although I still put episode 1 above Solo and episode two. Well, that's a concern. Although so, I would put it above episode two as well. Yeah. Um, so that that being said, that is my list of where this movie goes. It is at the very bottom of the barrel. It was fun, um, but as just someone that has been so involved in Star Wars and so like has loved yeah. this franchise for so long, I didn't want this movie. I wasn't asking, like, who was this movie? Who was asking for this movie? Not like, many people. They just look at it and be like, well, we did a focus group, and we asked, well, who was your favorite character from the original Star Wars trilogy? And you know what? That 42% of respondents said Admiral Akbar, but we thought that was a <laughs> terrible idea, so we're making a Han Solo movie. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I, just, I, I feel do. like there was <laughs> some reason to make it, and it wasn't a logical reason. I think that their their intentions were good at first with the original directors that they had. Yeah, I was bummed that they. Got uh, fired. I can I can never remember those guys' names. They, they did made the, Twenty One Jump Street and the Lego Movie and the Lego Movie, which both those movies I cried, I laughed so hard. Yep. Um, from what I understand, though, they clashed with uh, Kasdan. Kathleen Kennedy. No, they ca- clashed with Kasdan. Oh, okay. I guess, which then in turn would be clashing with. Yeah. Her, but yeah, Phil Lord and Christopher Miller were the original okay. directors of this yeah, movie. I was so skeptical of both of those movies you just listed, Lego Movie and 21 Jump Street. I thought both of them were going to suck, and I cried. I laughed they so hard. I didn't even know those were the same directors. They were good, and honestly, if they would have just kept it in, yes, it would have been a chance, but it, would it have been a bigger chance than The Last I mean, Jedi? Empires are built on hope. <laughs> right. Right? Like, they need to listen to themselves, right. especially when they say it 18 times in the same movie. And I get it. Ron Howard, you can tell that Ron Howard did a, he did a fantastic job with the action scenes and did the best job that he could putting this movie together with what he had. Okay. But I think just with all the rumors and all the speculation and all the turmoil that was surrounding this movie, there was... A lot that kind of made it, it worse that than it could have been, yeah. you know, because you can see some of the some of the Lord and Miller characters. You can tell which ones were inspired by them and which ones okay. they put in there. L three Lando's droid was amazing. She was fucking hilarious. I know a lot of people have had an issue with her because they're tired of these uh, sarcastic droids and whatever it is. I mean, whoever programs droids in that galaxy makes them sarcastic. Just deal with it. Well, All right. <laughs> But it's not even that, because they do explain that she's sarcastic because Lando never wiped her memory. Okay. So droids go through a periodic memory wipe that keeps them kind of like droid-esque. Yeah. yeah. And so if you don't do that, then they get to retain all that information that they that they gain through being a droid and, and whatever. Um, but they're, they're also like a huge help. Like and they gain... They're a huge help and they gain a little bit of an attitude. You know, K2SO was prime example of that they they took him from the empire and if they would have wiped his memory then he would have went back to being an imperial droid right instead of what he was working so he still had like an attitude and he got to kind of develop a personality 
also why C-3PO kind of has a personality. Like, he's he had his memory wiped right after episode three, but since then, he he didn't have his memory wiped after that. So, nowadays, he's got a, he's got a bit of a... Yeah. He's still he's still a douche, but he's still got a little bit of a personality, you know. So he's nervous, Nelly. Um, with that, I mean, so explain to me why I, just, I should bother giving this movie okay, hundred yeah, we'll, we'll, minutes of my time. We'll start. The good thing is it's not very long; it's only like two hours, I think. Okay. Um, which is nice. I liked I liked that it was shorter than the Last Jedi, um, and it, it was fun. It, Aside from not really caring about Han Solo because of of me knowing his backstory and stuff, it was still a, a fun movie. There were a ton of Easter eggs, some of them not needed at all, um, but there were some some fun new characters. There was a lot of cool aliens. There was some sweet shots and scenes. The Kessel Run, for instance, was amazing to see that um, and how it was actually run and and they. Took yeah, from it does interest me a bit. I'm not gonna lie. And they took from the Legends series a little bit when it when it comes to some of these characters and some of some of the different storylines and stuff. Um, the, I mean, all in all, it's it's worth it. I would say maybe at the the Tuesday five dollar movie at, at the Belmar Theater okay. in Lakewood, or just you know. At home, in HD, man, on the big screen with the sound crank. Look, any Star Wars movie or or movie of this caliber is gonna be good on the big screen, and it's gonna be worth it to see it on the big screen. Okay, okay. But it's not. It's not that. Oh my God, I need to see it right now. Like I, I need to see it so I don't get spoiled of anything. Like I'm about to spoil this whole movie. Spoiler warning. Sweet. I'm about to spoil this whole movie. I'm sorry that you're here, I but you agreed spoil to it. Away. So. I think he meets Chewbacca at some point. <laughs> he does, and um, Chewbacca owes him a life debt. But yeah, it's it's. Do they get into Life Day at all? Is there anything in there about Life? There's day? no Life Day. There's no life. There's no life debt mentioned. There's no Chewbacca's is, family. There's uh, Chewbacca does save some Wookies uh, from the spice mines of Kessel, which is pretty cool. Um, basically, it starts uh, on Corellia, which was uh, a really cool thing to see. Um, a lot of. Com- I've I've seen some YouTube videos and and reviews and stuff, and people were complaining about not seeing different planets, which is complete bullshit. Because we saw Corellia, we saw Kessel, and we saw a oh God. I can't even remember the last planet they went to, um, but a, a whole new planet. You okay. know, we saw we saw new locations, we saw new ships, we saw new aliens. Like it was, it had a new feel to it. All right. Um, and. And it had that. They, I, I feel like they filmed it in that grainy style that they did in Rogue ask you One. If it felt like it was because it older it did feel a little bit older. That's a good thing. Um, yeah. So it starts off on Corellia. Uh, Han Solo. Well, it's actually just Han, and that's one of my biggest complaints. So anyway, it's just Han and Kira, played by Amelia Clark, okay. Khaleesi. Um, they're they're on Corellia and they're trying to escape. They're trying to escape from. Both the Empire, who is building... Basically, they've turned Corellia into a shipyard for the Empire. And they're running from the criminal organization called the Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn is something I'll talk about extensively later on. Because there's some opportunity there that I think could be really cool for new stories. Anyway, they're running from that. Um, They get separated, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Han, basically, at at the gate, they have to they have to do this weird, crazy shit. Um, to get to sneak on to a ship to get off of Corellia, um, but they end up getting separated. Long story short, uh, Han decides to join the Empire right then and there when they get separated 
to not only disguise himself, but also join the Empire to become a pilot to come back and save his woman. Okay. So because she's trapped there, he wants to basically pull a switcheroo, join the Empire, come back, you know, get her. Sure. So as he's signing up, the, uh, there's a cool Easter egg in this scene where he's he's looking at the screen and he, and it says, join the Imperial Academy, blah, 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 make a difference, blah, blah, blah. And it's playing like an elevator version of the Imperial March, which was pretty that sweet. That is cool. Um, Do you was, get any sense for like how far before A New Hope this is meant to be set? It is about 10 years okay. before A New Hope. Okay. Um, and that's I'll explain how I got to that a little bit later. This, I mean, most of this stuff I'm doing off memory right now. I have yeah. a, I have a couple notes and shit here, but and I've only seen it once, so I'm gonna do a quick, you know, yeah. and, and just kind of try and explain everything again. But anyway, so after they get separated, after he joins the Empire, it shoots to three years later, where Han is in the middle of it. Well, first of all, let me let me get to this Han. It's it's just Han at first, and when he joins the Imperial Academy. I was so upset about this. This is the my biggest issue with this whole fucking movie is as he's sitting there signing up, the uh, the imperial officer is like, "What's your first name?" and he's like, "Han." And he's like, "What's your what's your tribe name or what's your last name?" And he's like, "I never really had one." And he's like, "I'm just by myself." And he's like the imperial officer looks at him kind of like looks up and thinks and he's like, "Han Solo." So he gets a, he gets his fucking last name. From Come an Imperial on. officer while he's standing in a line joining the Academy. That right there was the, the like, I, and this is like 10, 20 minutes into the movie, and I, I'm looking at my friend who I'm watching it with, and I'm just like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, I started, even in the theater, I'm just like, boo. Like to sit up a little bit, like, I might leave. Yeah, I was like, boo. Because it, that's so dumb. Like, why yeah, do you, why that, does it have why to be that? that? And. And even still, like, he says that he was alone and that he didn't have anyone. And then later on in the movie, he references his father uh, building the Karelian uh, ships that resemble the Millennium Falcon. Okay. So he had worked on ships with his dad before. So he had a family. Yeah. He had a name. The hell, Han? What? It's... That, in my opinion, is just poor, poor fucking writing. Like, why the fuck would you even do that? Why couldn't he just be solo? You know? Yeah. Or, or it could have been like, I'm Han, the only son of my father, yeah. you know, and what if my father died, whatever it is like it, that was literally like an orphan getting a random name yeah. from a Catholic Or even church. if he had had to fill it out themselves and like, just write down who you're with. And he's like, I'm solo, I'm solo whatever. That, That's just corny. But after that, it gets better. Okay. That, that, that was, it. And as soon as I saw that scene, I was like, this movie better get good because yeah. if I'm going to like this at all, they better not have any more of this fucking bullshit. And they did a couple of little scenes, but that was by far the worst. So I'm glad they got it out of the way <laughs> at the early, beginning of yeah. the movie. They also referenced the dice early and often in that movie. You remember the dice from Last Jedi uh, that Luke handed Leia Okay. when he's like, no one's ever really gone. And yeah. he hands her Han's dice. Yeah. So I had another issue with the dice because f- why? Who fucking cares about the dice? Yeah. Like there's no reason to have that in there. But we need the continuity in our cinematic also, Disney universe. But Han gives those dice to his then girlfriend, Kira. Yeah. So what, he just he just gives those dice to his host? I mean, these are my <laughs> ladies' dice. Like, you want to hold like, my <laughs> dice, ladies? He's like, I'll only give you these dice if you make out with me in a random closet in a ship. Yeah. <laughs> like, which... You know. That's that's a you know he he does that in the Millennium yeah, nice, Falcon in nice. this one in in Kira he makes out with her in the ship in the Falcon again just like he did with Leia in Empire Strikes Back he corners her and 
you know, gets all creepy about it. And so something tells me he actually probably <laughs> smells because like, probably he's not does. showering. Like, you don't see a shower no, on that ship. No. Oh, anyway. So three years later from Corellia now. Um, th- that's the last thing. I, that's the last time I want to mention those dice because I'm so over it. But you, you shoot forward to Hans in the Academy. He's in he's in the Empire and he's. It goes to like a battle scene, which is super cool. Like it's a really sweet. You can hear the ATATs walking in the background, and you know people. It's like a war zone. It's like an actual stab war. It 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 shows the grittiness of that galaxy a little more. So I really like this scene. Um, in he he meets his he meets Beckett, um, who is played by the one guy who's really popular. Everybody loves bald guy. God damn it! Where's my notes? Um, but he meets Beckett. Okay, I'll get there. Beckett and his crew, his band of people, which um, one of the do you watch Westworld? I do not watch Westworld. Oh, okay, so the lady, one of the ladies in Westworld. Now I got to bring up the cast really quick. God damn it, I'm fucking up. Fucking up. Um. So anyway, he's in this thing. He meets Beckett. He meets um, who's played by Woody Harrelson. And he meets Val, who is played by Thandi Newton. Right. When you were like that popular guy, <laughs> the last person in the world I would have imagined you met was <laughs> much love Woody. I just yes, did. but yeah, he meets he meets this band of of smugglers. Basically, he doesn't realize they're smugglers because they're all dressed up as Imperials. They're basically infiltrating the Empire at this point to get a score. Okay, and through the scene, Han kind of realizes what's going on and blah blah blah, and, and decides to join them. He he says, "I want to join you," and and there's a big scuffle, and, and, you know, Beckett looks at him, he's like, whatever, kid, get the fuck out of here, and, and he ends up turning in Solo to the Empire, who then drags him away and says they're going to feed him to, quote-unquote, the Beast. Okay. Who, man, I'm thinking right now, I'm like, oh, they're going to feed him to the Beast? Shit, do they have a Rancor right now? Are they just going to fucking throw Han Solo to a Rancor? No, they throw him to Chewie. It's Chewie. Jesus. So, this, though, is, is also taken a little bit from Legends, because the first time Han met... Chewie in Legends, he rescued him. He saw Chewie being tortured by the Empire and uh, rescued him from the Empire, which subsequently got him kicked out of the Imperial Academy. Okay. So him and Chewie got to leave. But in this one, he gets thrown into a pit where he meets Chewbacca for the first time, who hasn't been, quote-unquote, fed in three days, and he's very angry. And so Chewie starts just throwing Han around Wookiee fashion, which is pretty cool. Okay. Because he he does look like a beast. It's in like a muddy pit. It's raining. You know, there's he's throwing Han around, and finally Han starts speaking Wookie, like starts growling. This okay. this is a pretty cool scene because because like Chewie's holding him up, and he's just like, and and Chewie just he goes, huh? You know, like kind of questions like, what the fuck? And Han's like, yeah, I speak a little. Now listen to me. And so they they kind of team up a little bit and break out of the jail, and then um, they run to Beckett, his ship. They, they run to where he is, and Beckett respects him from getting out, blah, 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 and they decide to take him on this mission because they need a couple extra hands. Okay. So that's how basically Chewie meets, or Han meets Chewie. He still rescues him from the Empire, and he's still, you know, so there's kind of a little bit of a life okay. debt involved there. Okay. But... I think Chewie's also extremely happy to have someone that he can talk to 
Because sure. it seems like Chewie's been just locked up in this place for probably since the Clone Wars. You can tell he's got a lot to get off his chest in all the movies. Ex- yeah, for sure. So it, it was it a was, lot of pain behind those roars. And yeah, it was a pretty cool little. It was a cool scene. Like I, I liked that aspect of it. I, cool. I liked Legends a little bit better, but no, yeah, that's you know. neither here nor there. So yeah, yeah, that world's gone. Yeah. So they they did a good job taking a little bit from there, using a little bit of inspiration, and you know, hopefully, AC Crispin. The writer of the solo series doesn't sue Star Wars for stealing his say, idea. Yeah, but you can't steal ideas anymore. <laughs> anyway, you'll get blue hold. Yeah. So now they go on a mission. Um, uh, they, they they go and this is where they expand a little bit. This this movie has a lot of references to the Last Jedi. They have the dice, which I know I didn't want to mention again, but I am because you just they have did that. But they also mentioned the fuel, hyperfuel. Okay. Hyperfuel apparently is a huge resource in Star Wars. I did like this aspect. Or this this Easter egg, as you will, of having hyperfuel, and their biggest thing that they're stealing is hyperfuel to help. Um, it's it's really expensive material that um, that they steal to basically give to you know their leaders or whatever the people that hired them to to fuel those armies to blah 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 blah. It's, you know it's. It's like DJ says, Benicio del Toro says, you know, you got to fuel the machine. But okay. so, so they're basically just kind of working for whoever because they're smugglers. They're, you know, whatever it is. But anyway, so they're on this, they're on this mission, and everything goes. It's the train mission. I'm sure you saw it on the trailers. The when yeah. they're on that train, it's it's a, it's a cool scene. Very okay. very well shot. Um, a lot of cool things happen. They bring in the uh, out outriders. I think is what they're called. Or the Shadow Riders, or whatever they are, which is also taken from Legends. It's another okay. the the let me find it. Enfys Nest is the um, leader of these Outriders, and she those those people are from Legends, which which was cool. They're even riding the same bikes that were kind of in in the comic books and stuff. So another cool callback. Um, but they're as they're on the train and doing their plan, they get foiled by Emphis Nest and those riders. And so everything goes awry and basically everybody kinda dies except for Han and Beckett and Chewie. Okay. And so their mission fails and they have to go answer to Beckett's boss, who is a guy named Dryden Voss. I know I just rhymed a little bit. Um The names are so easy to remember too. I know, but I'm Dryden doing, Voss I'm doing so good right Herschel now. Krustovsky and whatever the other <laughs> one you said was. I was. Doing so good. So before I move on to that scene though, because that little part, they um there were some cool characters here. John Favreau plays the guy Rio Durant, who's a little four armed creature. Okay. Who's who's really I think he he was my favorite character in this movie, besides maybe Lando. Alright. Um but he he was out pretty early. You didn't see him for very often. But he he dies and then uh Sandy Newton Newton's character, the girl from Westworld, her character goes out in a, in a weird fashion, which I wanted to talk about this because they're there to steal this train, this train car of hyperfuel. And their whole plan, you know, is resting on Val's shoulders. She's got to set off a bomb to disconnect the track to blah 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 blah. And she ends up getting pinned down by a bunch of Imperial Viper droids, which was cool to see them back. Another callback to Empire Strikes Back. Okay. The, you know, rah, 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 the weird Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things are awesome. Yeah. Um, but she gets pinned down by those, and so she decides to set off the bombs while she's still on the tracks. And so she, she sacrifices herself um, so the job can still go through. Okay. At the end of this job, they're, they, you know, the, the ship they're flying, is atta- they have the, the car, 
attached to their lines. Um, at the same, and as they're flying away, Emphis Ness and her gang has a couple lines attached to the cart as well. And so Han Solo decides that it's a good idea to just drop the line and nobody gets the hyperfuel, which creates a really cool explosion, which is super cool and whatever, but it makes Val's character completely fucking useless. Right. Because she sacrificed herself for absolutely nothing when, I mean, in all actuality, they could have completed the job. Like, if you watch the movie, you'd know it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because okay. they could have done it, but they didn't. And so now... Uh, Woody Harrelson's character Beckett has lost his his girlfriend who was Val and his best friend who was the four-armed uh, Rio Durant character and and he lost his score and he all he has is this kid and a Wookiee and they have to go back and talk to his boss and explain to him that he fucked up so now fast forward to that they're talking to Dryden Voss who is played by where's his goddamn name um, Paul Bettany okay Dryden Voss, the the Paul Bettany is a Ron Howard edition. Mm-hmm. Um, the original the original um, villain in this movie was supposed to be I cannot remember his name. He's not listed here. Um, but he when they when they decided to do the reshoots, he couldn't make it back for the reshoots. So Ron Howard hired Paul Bettany to come in and play Dryden Voss, mm. this character who is the he's the leader of this particular. Um, group of bandits or whatever, but they work for the Crimson Dawn, basically. Again, more on that later. Um, going through this scene, it's basically, you know, they, they're they sitting there at the bar. It's another bar scene, which is pretty cool. They show a lot of different aliens and stuff, and there's a cool little musical number and whatever Star Wars does with their cantinas. But um, he, uh, Han Solo, by chance, runs into his girlfriend, Kira, who is now working for the for Dryden Voss? Mm-hmm. You know they, they have their little interaction and they're talking, and then and then all of a sudden they get called up to Voss's office, and they're sitting there chatting, and Amelia Clark's character just sits down right next to Paul Bettany, and they get all handsy and cuddly and stuff. So that's when you realize that she's working for him, and everything that Han Solo was doing to you know get a ship and go back and save her is now moot because she's already out and working for this chode basically okay so they uh to, to cut out this whole scene short they uh, agree on a new mission and um dryden voss sends kira with them to watch them of course he does because you know it's han solo's old girlfriend yeah, so of course you, they gotta you want to send your girlfriend away with her ex on into space yeah with it's, a, no supervision. it's a great idea yeah. um so now they now they're on the hunt for a ship and they decide to go uh find lando calrissian all right. Which was this is where it gets pretty cool, you know. Okay. They, they go get um, the first time you see Lando, he's playing sabacc, sitting there playing cards and like just being all cool like Lando is and blah blah blah. And Han sits down, all cocky like, and decides to buy in. And um, he another long scene short, but he he decides to bet a vehicle that he doesn't have against Lando's. Millennium, Millennium Falcon, Falcon yeah. you know, he's he's betting against that. And he loses, of course. This is another issue that I kind of had here. They they lose, and so now Han owes him a ship, and uh, you still owe me a, a three-second car. But anyway, he, <laughs> he owes him a ship, and after that, after the whole Sabacc thing and he loses, you find out that uh, Kira knows Lando and is good friends with him, and she convinces him to just let them use the Millennium Falcon anyway to go on their little mission. Okay, convenient. 
stupid. Yeah. What? Um, but in that in that scene, you find out that Donald Glover he's he's cheating. He's got a little card thing on his wrist, and okay. so he was cheating to win. Right. So he doesn't really deserve the ship anyway. Yeah. So there's a little precursor to what happens later. Blah blah blah. Okay. They convince him to to let them use the Millennium Falcon to help them get to Kessel. Because their mission is to go to Kessel and sneak into the spice mines and go steal a bunch of hyperfuel. Because okay. apparently there's a there's a hyperfuel mine there under like way underneath. They get unrefined hyperfuel, so it's a pretty impossible mission. This is where the the parsec thing comes in, the Kessel run, because they have to get this unrefined fuel and then refine it in a certain amount of time, um, or or it'll explode. It'll become okay. like combustible and like kill everything. So. So anyway, now they're flying the Millennium Falcon, which is pretty cool. It looks really nice inside. Lando has made a bunch of different modifications, and you know this is where Solo says that he's his dad used to work on ships, and you know they have a couple little Easter eggs. They had the chess set in the Millennium Falcon. All right, um, the hollow chess. Yep, which yeah. used to be. It's another another not necessary reference, but apparently, in when Chewie first plays the hollow chess. It's solid characters. They're like solid, and you can't see through them. But when Beckett starts beating him at chess, Chewie decides to like slam the table and try and hit the characters off. Okay. And it breaks it and makes them like flicker and flash. Uh, kind of interesting. Kind of, but kinda also not necessary. No. no. <laughs> um, one modification Lando had made to the ship. I'm sure you've seen the toy or what the Falcon looks like now in this movie, and it's weird because it doesn't have the little fork end. Right. It's just solid. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a an escape pod uh, that he put up on the top. Okay. There. It's a, so that comes into play later. Um, anyway, mo- moving on. That you know, they there's like I said, a couple of little Easter eggs there. Not not enough to really warn anything cool, but they get through. They get to Kessel and um, they land and they have this. They've devised this plan to. Uh, L3, who is Lando's, Lando's, Lando, Lando's droid L3 decides to create a distraction on, um, on Kessel after, oh, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Another throwback callback is when they get to Kessel, Amelia Clark has Han Solo and Chewie in handcuffs and she's there to sell them new workers, basically sell them new slaves to work in the spice mines, which is obviously a callback to A New Hope where they had Chewie in the handcuffs right. which is pretty cool yeah this whole movie is literally callback after callback after callback okay and i like i've already missed so many just running through this sure sure sure. but in some of them are kind of cool some of them are you're like yeah, give me a break right. you know like they they called back to yeah yeah they they called back bosk at some point one of the girls was like why do we have to hire these two guys we can just hire bosk and the and the zon sisters which is also a legends callback so there's it's just callback after callback um Anyway, they sell them off to the Kessel Spice Miners, who are who look really cool. They're they're like kind of robots that like drool oil, and they're like really disgusting. Um, but then while they're making the deal, the transaction, L three decides to start a robot riot, a robo riot, if you will. Okay. And it's it's pretty cool because she you know finds her purpose. You know she's like I said, she's a sassy robot, and she's always saying random shit, and she's. She yells back at Lando at one point. She's like, I just started a diversion. I think I found my purpose. And then just liberates all of these droids, basically, from their okay, from their uh, restraining bolts and, and all this other shit. And so it causes this huge riot. 
which then gives Chewie and Han the opportunity to go get the fuel, the hyperfuel. On their way down, Chewie sees a couple Wookiees being tortured by some of the Kessel workers, like like the Wookiees are being like shocked and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, fun fact here, one of those Wookiees was played by Anthony Daniels. Oh, that's cool. So he wasn't in as C-3PO, but he was in as a Wookiee. That's cool. Um, but Chewie decides to leave to go help his fellow people. Yeah. Um, and which leaves Solo by himself to go get the fuel. Long story short, they get it. They get off the planet. Blah, blah, blah. It's all it's all good to go. As you know, in this movie, there are absolutely zero stakes. Right. Because that's, the whole, that's why I didn't rush to see it. Because you know Solo's going to live and you know Chewie's going to live. So you know Lando's going to live. Yeah. So the only people that that are on the chopping block are, you know, L3, Amelia uh, Clark's character, Beckett. Yeah. And Dryden Voss. Which, spoiler, all three of them die except for oh, Amelia Clark. Shocked. And at the end of the Kessel thing is is the emotional moment when L3 gets killed, basically dis- dismembered, if you will. And it's pretty sad because apparently Lando and her had a thing. Okay. Um, they referenced that humans could, could possibly have relations with droids. That's... Um, another <laughs> movie that needs to get made. Yeah, so, spinoff that we haven't. So seen. apparently, Lando's a pansexual <laughs> that had relations with his his droid. Um, and she dies, and there's an emotional moment, and blah blah blah. Lando's scarred for the rest of the movie. It's weird. I. Yeah, it's weird to weird. think that you know the coolest guy in the universe has a thing for for robots. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how to think about that, but. Picture that next time you're watching Empire. Oh, God, it's so weird. But they get off Kessel, they're they're flying away, and all of a sudden there's an Imperial blockade, which is this is one of this is the scene of the movie that is the coolest scene because there's the Imperial blockade that you can't. Basically, the Kessel Run is a twenty parsec trail from the edge of the Maw Cluster to the Kessel planet. It basically Kessel's covered in like all these different black holes and clusters and clouds and shit. And so there's one clear path and that's the Kessel run. Um, and the, the Imperial blockade is blocking the rest of the run. So they have to go through like the clouds and all the crazy shit, the, the black holes and stuff to get around to, to get through the, the Kessel run faster. So it's a cool way of explaining it. They, this is actually um, another cool reference to Empire, and it's, it's let me get there. But as they're going through the clouds and hitting all the asteroids, the, the Millennium Falcon's getting tore up, just getting fucked up. So it's starting to look like the Falcon should look. Mm-hmm. Um, the satellite gets taken off again. Um, you know, the, there's cracks. It's it's just getting, it's getting fucked up. And so Han decides, he's like, hey, Lando, your droid has the best, um, the best, uh, uh, system or or, oh my god what is it the best navigational systems okay she's because l3 that's why he didn't wipe her memory because because she has the best navigational systems in the galaxy and knows where where to go for everything and he's like why don't you you know plug her into the falcon and and give us those navigational systems and so lando you know basically plugs the ai part of l3 into the millennium falcon so now l3 is the millennium falcon Mm mm-hmm and so that is a direct callback to Empire Strikes Back when C- when uh, Han Solo goes, 3PO, go talk to the Falcon and see if he can figure out what's wrong with the hyperdrive. 
And three PO goes over there and he's like, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with your ship, but it has the most peculiar dialect. Mm-hmm. And so that's totally like they're calling oh, back that because cool. they plug in L three cool. and she's a sassy droid that right. like at one point mentions equal rights for droids and like liberation and stuff. And so she's, okay. so she's definitely a weird speaking, you know, droid. And so it was, a, it was a, it was a pretty cool little little callback to that. Um, nice. But you know, they get the navigation system in. This is where you see the giant octopus. I'm sure from previews, right, it's all okay. space, space octopus, space octopus, whatever you call it. Yeah. Um, and that was cool because you got to see like the massive size of it in the movie, and they have to fly around all the tentacles and all the shit. And um, the way they get through the Kessel Run in such a short amount of time is the navigational systems a get get put on there finally, and so they find a route. And then b they inject some of the unrefined hyperfuel, just a drop into the Millennium Falcon's, um, like, engine, basically. Okay. So it's like a drop of NOS okay. in the Falcon. And uh, he, they're, like, getting sucked into this black hole. The, the, you know, they're just just about out, and they have to go around this black hole, and they're getting sucked back. The octopus gets sucked into the black hole, which was pretty cool. Like, okay. the, the way that it happened, like, the skin gets all ripped off, oh, and it geez. just fucking, it just, just got fucked up. Um, but right at the last second, of course, they drop the hyperfuel into the Falcon and it just fucking blasts through the, the rest of the Kessel run and they finish it in 12 parsecs instead of 20 parsecs, which is what you're supposed to do it in, which that's the way they did the, because everyone argued distance versus time distance, when it yeah, comes. Time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. so now, yes, they, they did basically a Mario Kart shortcut through the Kessel run to make it 12 parsecs instead of 20. That's ridiculous. So that's how it is, which is that's cool, but it's fine. Know, it's yeah, kind of funny. And it was a sweet scene, and, and everything yeah. that happened was was cool. Um, but yeah, that's the Kessel Run. So, yep, they get through. They go back and meet up with Dryden Voss. Um, this is when you. This is when all the like smuggling shit actually happens. When they go back and, and start trying to make a deal, because uh, the the original you remember the Outriders I was talking about, um, Enfys Nest and her gang. They um, had put a tracker on the Falcon earlier in the movie, and so don't ask me how. I don't want to get into it, but they did. And so now they've been tracking the Falcon this whole time. They know where they've been. They know what they have. And once they get to where they're going to meet, once Han and all them get to where they want going to meet Dryden Voss, um, Enfys Nest and her gang is already there, where they explain that they are actually the good guys. They're trying to help and like help destroy the Empire and, and get rid of all the, you know, the bullshit in the universe. Okay. Um, and so now Han has a, he's got a soft spot and he decides that he's going to turn on Dryden boss. And like, there's this whole plan, um, where, you know, he's going to deliver the, the hyper fuel to Dryden. Cause that was the deal. Um, he goes to deliver it and, <laughs> and he, you know, they're, they're up in Dryden boss's, big room and his cool ship it's a big it's a yacht basically and they're up in the top room which the room in itself had a bunch of easter eggs there was a mandalorian armor up there okay there was a sith holocron that was uh straight out of rebels cool um but was in there there was uh oh god i'm pretty sure the i'm pretty sure the crystal skull from indiana jones oh good god was in there boo um yeah hiss and boo yeah but that just just to name a few of those Easter eggs, but yeah. So they get up there. Um, Dryden Voss is looking through the the hyper fuel, and he's like, "Man, this is this all looks really good. Too bad it's fake, you know, because he because Beckett had already double crossed Han and let 
Voss know what was what was going on. Okay. Because Beckett didn't want to die. He didn't. And he wanted to get some money. So yeah. he he basically turned on Han. Dryden Voss knew that, and he decided to you know he was going to execute them or whatever. Come to find out that you, sorry, since he knew the whole plan, since Voss knew the whole plan, he had sent um his his crew out to kill Emphis Nest and steal the actual hyperfuel because he had. Because apparently they had made a copy of the hyperfuel and then given the real shit to Emphis Nest. Okay. Well, Han already knew what was going to happen, so the real hyperfuel was actually the stuff that Voss thought was fake. And the cases that Emphis Nest had didn't have anything in it. So okay. all of Voss's army was out there attacking them for no reason. Gotcha. And there was, and then, you know, um, there's a big fight up in Voss's room and. Beckett gets away with Chewie. He basically steals Chewie. Chewie gets like a he. What? Beckett basically steals the hyperfuel and makes Chewie carry it out for him. Okay. He he get, finds a way around it all. You know, blah blah blah. And so then, uh, Kira double crosses Voss and kills him in this minute. There's a cool little sword battle with his little like lightsaber daggers. Cool, mm. you know. Um, but Kira kills him. And then tells Han to leave. You know, she's like, "You need to go get Beckett and get that fuel and give it to the to the Emphis Nest and their crew and blah blah blah." And so, so she's she's like, "Go go take care of your stuff. I gotta I gotta make a call. Um, I'll meet right back up with you right then and there." You know, she's not gonna come back. Yeah, like she's she's leaving him right. Yeah. So pause on that scene because that's the last part that I want to talk about. Now go to when Han come gets to Beckett. He he stops him. Basically, he shoots him. I think, I think he shoots him like in the leg or something. I don't remember, but um, he basically stops Beckett from taking Chewie and the hyperfuel. And here's the best, the best callback, or or I would say I heard, I heard a like a the way that this this other podcast uh, it's called Pop Culture Leftovers. The way they described this was the most neon signed uh, Easter egg in the in the whole movie was this one right here Beckett and Solo are on a on a on a standoff and Beckett's like all right I'm gonna teach you a little and then before he can even finish his sentence Han shoots first okay yeah that's a little bit on the nose so it's it's like look Han shot first (laughs) right which again another cool reference but probably not necessary just just kind of like this whole movie essentially um pretty much so there's that. He gives the gives the hyperfuel to Emphis Nest, but in true smuggler fashion, decides to keep one for himself because it's worth a lot of money. So they Chewie and him can buy their own ship and get off that planet, blah, blah, blah. That's the end of, of that whole scenario. Um, we'll go back to... Oh, man, Amelia Clark. This is, this is the scene... So this is where you feel like there was this big missed opportunity. No, this is the scene that I don't know how to feel about. Because okay. after Han leaves and does his whole business with Beckett, it, it goes back to Kira, and she's on the, the yacht, and she's making a phone call, or a, a hollow call, if okay. you will. And she calls the leader of the Crimson Dawn, uh-huh. who has been mentioned throughout this whole movie, and you know starts talking to him. And immediately I'm like, oh, my God, I recognize that voice. And it's a hooded character, and it's draped over and they're talking about you know Kira's like um, Beckett killed Dryden Voss and escaped with all the shit so she did kind of cover Solo's ass in yeah. a way um, but as soon as she says that 
this hooded character is like, there's no way Beckett could have done that by himself. Who, who else was helping him? You know, and then he's like, and then he's like, come back to Dathomir and we'll talk about this. Oh, mind blown. And then the camera pans over and you see it's Darth Maul. Oh, my God. So, okay, cool. It's Darth Maul. That's awesome. Darth Maul was the coolest fucking character in episode one. Right, and he didn't die after he got cut in half. So, here's the thing. <laughs> no, I mean, like, legitimately, he didn't. No, he didn't. And and people that have just watched the movies will be super confused about this. Yeah. Because, to their knowledge, he did die after episode one. He got cut in half and fell down a trash chute, basically, and he's dead now. But to the people that have watched everything and watched the cartoons, Clone Wars and Rebels and all that stuff, we all know that he came back. Yeah. Um, he came back and took over Mandalore. Uh, he, you know, a bunch of crazy shit happened in Clone Wars that brought him back. And he basically has metal legs now to, to cut a, see, a story super cool short. That's kind of cool that they tied him into it. But then that has me here thinking like it would have just been cooler just to see a Darth Maul movie than to see a solo movie. But again, did you watch Rebels? No. So here's another thing. There's no stakes here again because Darth Maul dies in Rebels. Okay. Obi-Wan kills him again in Rebels. Gotcha. Well, so, and obviously we so spoiler alert again. Sorry, everyone, but if, whatever. Spoiler well, we alert. We didn't see him at all in the prequel or in, in the original trilogy, so we know he didn't make it to then. Well, I mean, you didn't see Snoke in the original trilogy, but apparently he was alive during there too. True. Anyway, I, I, I'm okay with this if – they build off of this. Okay. If they do like a, um, if they, if they make like a, a Crimson Dawn movie, Crimson Dawn, a Star Wars story. All right. Or I've heard a couple rumors that the Boba Fett movie coming out, surprise, there's, if you haven't yeah, heard the that. news yet, there's a Boba Fett movie coming out directed by James Mangold who did uh, Logan. Okay. He also did the Wolverine, uh, uh, X-Men I think, but we okay. don't talk about that movie. Yeah, that so. movie sucked. Um, he did Logan, which was amazing. So I, I have faith that Fett will probably be okay. Okay. Um, but it also could be part of a, of a trilogy. And I'm hoping that... Oh, man. I'm really hoping that if they, if they do this... I just want to go right for them because I want it to be Solo, a Star Wars story, Fett, a Star Wars story, and then Crimson Dawn, a Star Wars story. And it would be like a Crimson Dawn trilogy, trilogy basically. Sure. Okay. Like... Han Solo, you know, you f- you meet Darth Maul, the big bad, in Solo. And then in Fett, you find out that Boba Fett is working for Darth Maul, but then at the end decides to betray him. And so then in Crimson Dawn, Boba Fett and Han Solo have to team up. Um, Alden, Alden uh, Arnreich? Arnreich? Alden Arnreich, the guy who plays Han Solo, okay. signed on for three movies. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. So he does have a contract for three movies, which means they could make a trilogy out of it um, if... If the price is right, I guess. This movie has been bombing at the box office. So Yeah, it's not looking good from that perspective. So that's another thing. Like, It was cool. It was really cool to see him. But if they don't build off that, it's going to be the most shoehorned, fan service cameo. It'll be that black sheep, ever. weird Star Wars movie that no one really talks about. Exactly. I mean, people still talk about episode two. Might have been, been the worst one. I hate sand. But <laughs> but people still talk about it. I that mean, the Geonosis battle scene was yeah. epic. There were some actually really cool moments in episode two. That's what's so tragic is there was some really cool stuff in there. Yeah. It's just that the movie by and large sucked ass. Yeah. So I think if they if they build off of this a little bit more and make it a, a Crimson Dawn story arc, which I think would be really cool. Um 
then it, then it could be fun. They okay. they could still have Donald Glover come back. You know, you could have Solo in it, and then whoever does Fett, he you know, it'd be cool to see a team up. You know, a bounty hunter smuggler team. I want to see Danny Glover come in and just make a guest star <laughs> appearance. And just pick, I'm getting too <laughs> I'm old, too old for, old this for this shit. shit. <laughs> Riggs. <laughs> Yeah, Briggs are kicking off the toilet. Briggs and Murtaugh, just fucking <laughs> come on, give us that in space. Ah, uh, that well, we have that spaceballs. There we go, spaceballs. Space so. All right, so. I'd take a spaceballs too, starring Mel Gibson and and. I would absolutely. Donald I think Glover, Danny Glover. I just wonder if the world is ready for like a Star Wars TV show, and if so, it's coming. Like the first one be like a kind of like a family comedy, like starring <laughs> a family of Gungans. <laughs> Is that an option? No, no, it's not. That'd be a. I don't. Squeeze me, TV. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there was a cool scene, a funny scene with uh, Donald Glover, okay. where he was sitting in his captain's chair, and and he was like recording himself, and he's like, "This is the Lando Calrissian Chronicles." On today's episode, we fly to Kessel. Like, and he's just okay. kind of chronicling his life and doing like a biography or whatever. So. Being a badass about yeah, it. Yeah, and he's got a cape room in the Millennium Falcon, which is pretty cool. Like, who? I want a cape room. That'd Heck be yeah. tight. Um, but yeah, I mean, all in all, this movie was fun. It it had its moments. Um, the action was was good. I think that changing directors and all the reshoots and all the shit that this movie went through really plagued them. Yeah, sure. I feel like if they would have stuck to their gut and stayed with the original directors and let them do their thing. I feel like they got scared. I I really think they got scared. And like the um, trailers to me reflect that they almost don't even know like how to portray this movie to the public. And, that they're just kind of like, it's got ships and Star and Wars they didn't and really, yeah, space. There was a lot of missed opportunities yeah. with this movie. There was... Really strange. So it, somebody's getting fired. Like not necessarily the people that deserve to be held responsible, even though it's not a bad movie by what you're saying. And most people that have seen it haven't said it's a bad movie. No, and, it's and it's, a lot of movies would kill to have the opening weekend that they had. It's right. Just for a Star Wars movie, it had a bad opening weekend. Well, and they didn't make as much as they had to spend. Not yet. They will. I'm sure. Yeah. If, worldwide and, and yeah. And DVD. And again, is that still a thing? Do DVDs still exist? Did I say uh, that? Yeah, right? I just got my last Jedi DVD. Not too oh, okay. Long. I mean, it's a Blu-ray okay, slash so DVD, Blu-rays, but yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I'll totally buy this movie and watch okay. it again. You know, I'm it's sure you will. obviously that's what I do. Well. And it it was fun. Um, okay. It did nothing as far as Star Wars lore goes. It didn't really expand on much of the mythos. Okay. Um. Aside from putting Darth Maul in a crime lord outfit, didn't really do much more than that. Um, it it was set after Clone Wars, but before Rebels and Rogue One, because in Rebels, Darth Maul has basically hit rock bottom. He's he's at that at that point when you see him again, he's basically just out for revenge on Kenobi. Mm-hmm. So and he doesn't have he's not a crime lord or anything. He's just by himself. Okay. So. If they do a trilogy, it's going to stay in that time frame. It's going to stay before Rebels, before Rogue One. Um, and gotcha. they'll they'll show basically his rise and fall in the in the crime syndicate, I feel like. That could be cool. I feel like it, it could be cool if they pit Darth Maul and Jabba the Hutt against each other. There you go. Obviously, there were some references to Jabba at the end of the movie. There was, you know, they were like, oh, there's a, there's a big shot gangster on Tatooine looking, looking to hire someone for a job. Okay. So that's where they're heading at sure. the end. Um, oh, just one more thing. I mm-hmm. did want to mention that um, Han Solo did win the Falcon in this in a game of Sabacc. At the very end, okay. he goes and plays Lando again. And it was kind of like an Empire moment where Lando 
stands up and he's like, you know, how how dare you show your face here? And yeah. like it's all dramatic. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they and then they hug and Han shakes his hand and brings him in. And when he shakes his hand, he takes his cheating cards out of his hand because he knew that those were there already. Okay. And so then he he cons him into betting the Falcon again because he's t- he's taken his card that that would ha- you know get him to win. And so he's he's bet him, and you know he he wins because Lando can't cheat, and he realizes it, and he realizes that th- as soon as he can't pull the card out of his wrist, you see his face, and he's like, "Fuck, you. motherfucker, a yeah. swindler!" Like, yeah. got me. So you know the last scene is them flying off into hyperspace, and it's. That's on cool. the Falcon. It's pretty cool. Um, I will see it at some point. I just you know, like I said, it amazes me that a Star Wars movie came out and that I wasn't like there first day, day. One, knocking down the door. Yeah, being like get out of my way, kids. Man, I went and saw Avengers again for the yeah, third time on third Friday time, yeah. before I went and saw Solo. So yeah. it's like I said, it's it's a good movie. But even me, the one of the biggest Star Wars yeah. fans I know, didn't go see it opening night just because it's. I knew it wasn't going to be everything it it wanted to be. We're sitting in a it was room fun. with so many Star Wars characters that I was able to find <laughs> Boss <Nass>. Yeah. <laughs> Without too much effort. Yeah, there's... And the Rancor. There's a lot, man. There's a lot in here. So they did give out some cool uh, solo Jake merchandise. Lloyd. He saw the uh, the cup and the, oh, the popcorn bucket. Actually, I was looking at that earlier. So That's really cool. That is cool. It was... I, I've, I've kept my trend of getting... I've gotten one for um, Last Jedi... And Force Awakens and Solo now. The only one I didn't get one for was for Rogue One. Bastards. But anyway, it was it was a good movie. You know, if you wanna if you wanna call me and let me know how you think or what you thought about the movie, leave us a message. Message five zero eight nine three twist. If um, you didn't catch the spoiler warning and you just want to call and just curse and just yell at me, that's out, that's fine. That too. is great too. We'll play that the next show. As Josh said, we don't censor things around here. Yeah. Fuck no. So. That's that's about it for my solo review. I would say check it out. It's not the best Star Wars movie ever. Uh, it's it's actually the worst Star Wars movie ever, according to what you said earlier. It's not Even the worst. You said it's not a it's bad not the movie. Worst. It's above. Oh, no, it's right above episode. It's two. above, episode, above two, episode two, but before episode one. Okay. So the bottom of my list is uh, Rogue One, episode three, episode one, Solo, episode two. Okay. That's the bottom five of my list, basically. Gotcha. And. Like I said, it was fun. It's a good little action heist kind of movie. There's a ton of nerdy references, a ton of, you know, there's some cringeworthy references too, especially the solo last name thing that that really hurt my soul a little bit. Something that I will boo if I do see it. Yeah. I'll be waiting for that part and I'll just be like, get ready. I did too. Ah! I did. I did. Kylie, Kylie, like, kind of looked at me, like, "What are you doing?" Because I'm just like, "Boo!" Like, my hands are in the air. Boo! And you're like, "I'm pissed." <laughs> boo, Wendy. Boo. Boo, Wendy. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, man. but you know, again, go see it on a on a night when it's on sale or, or like a five dollar movie night in Belmar. Um, those are okay. Tuesdays, I'll five dollars at Lakewood. I'll try and make that happen. You also got the the Elvis Cinemas uh, down over in in kind of Glendale area. That are it's like five dollars a movie out there once they get released there. So. It is worth it to see it in the theater, just like most okay. Star Wars movies are worth seeing in the theater. I mean, clearly. Um, Shoot, man, I went and saw Episode One in 3D in the theater when it got re-released. So oh, like, I did I not do that. Well, I was like, they're was... gonna do all six, so I gotta support <laughs> the first one. That's the only <laughs> one they did. Yeah, Disney took over, and they're like, um, we're well, just gonna pull a to plug on like, this. All right, now it's time to make Attack of the Clones again. Uh, what are we doing? Yeah, this is a terrible Why idea. Why didn't we start with the good ones? <laughs> Milk was a bad choice. Milk was a bad choice. 
Um, oh shit! Well, uh, anyway, yeah, that's, thank you. That's my solo review. Uh, like I said, I just spoiled that whole movie for you, but I, it's still worth a watch. I feel um, like I kind of knew all that before I even. Heard yeah, there's there's it. nothing like, even aside just, from the Darth Maul cameo, yeah, which is cool. That's cool. A lot of the other Not things that you mentioned kind of pissed me off. Like I just don't. I would have much rather had Thrawn in that I cameo. Just, I miss the expanded universe. Do you remember Thrawn, the blue guy, the the crazy guy? He came in. Uh, he was the first trilogy that came out in the expanded universe, the Heir to the Empire series. Okay, okay. Thrawn, yeah. the master strategist. Right. I would have been so much more stoked if in that last scene when Kira's talking to Maul, it was, it was Thrawn. Yeah, there'd be a nice homage to that. That would have been so much. They were already expanding on so many legend stories anyway. Yeah, why not? Why not? And, and Thrawn is in Rebels, yeah. just like Darth Maul is. There you go. Why not put a character that we haven't seen on screen yet and then build off that story? It's, it was just, the, the fan service was just a little, they missed on that one, I think. Cause you, you've ruined Star Wars. You've ruined Pokemon. I, thanks for having me on today. <laughs> I mean, really. <laughs> Pokemon um, is going to be fun. Next fine. thing I know, you're going to tell me Santa Claus isn't real and that my parents don't really love me. Man, and with that, this week has been a lot of fun. <laughs> Thank you, Nate, for joining it's us always on the Twist My Arm podcast. Glad to be here. Um, Santa Claus isn't real. I'm sorry. Neither oh is a tooth fairy. God. Oh, my God. But your parents do love you. That's They were just saying that and, last and night. And the TMA family loves you. Said it. And it's, <laughs> of course. Oh, hi, Kylie. Hey, hey. Kylie is coming in right at the end of the episode. Um, that has been our solo review. Uh, we are, you know, I got I to gotta get ready to upload to this and, and go to a, a concert, I guess. Yeah. So it's, While he's yeah. still alive. <laughs> it's a nice surprise. Thanks, Evan, for that. So anyway, thanks for listening. Um, again, if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, you can at 50893twist. You can leave us a voicemail at twistmyownpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, all the other stuff. Listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Please subscribe, like, share with your friends. Come to the Barroom Blitz next Wednesday. It's going to be a lot of fun. And you got anything else, Nate? Uh, see you next week. Don't miss it. Sweet. Uh, my name is Josh. I've been your host for the Twist My Arm Podcast. I have been joined by my good friend, Nate. Thank you for Yay. being here. Thanks for ruining Star Wars and Pokemon. No problem. <laughs> we will talk to you next week. The Twist My Arm crew thanks you for listening to this episode of the Twist My Arm podcast. The Twist My Arm podcast theme song was written and performed by the Hot Dang Gang.